Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. That was a little sample of the music from Bo Grigri. They're going to be joining me live at 9.30. Looking forward to having them on. But standing by to kick off the first part of the show is Gary Smith, also known as G.B. Smith. And he has a stunning photo book called Pathways. I'm going to tell you a little bit about him, then I'll bring him on. So Gary was born in the heartland of England and began his photographic journey almost 50 years ago as a teen, doing an apprenticeship of traditional film techniques, both in the darkroom and with large plate cameras. And he built up his repertoire and his skill sets, and he grew up with extreme color blindness. And he strips away visual distractions to focus on the structures and patterns as he sees them. And his images really bring solace to a whole psyche constantly overwhelmed by the overstimulation of color and encourage us to look beyond color. And he is joining us now. If you want to find out more about uh, Gary, again, also known as G.B. Smith, you can visit my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. He's with us now. Good morning, Gary. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much for calling in. You are most welcome. And congr- most welcome. congratulations on your book. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, I'm very excited by it. What does it feel like to have all of your work out in the world? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's interesting because I've had the work out there, but it's always been digital, you know, mm-hmm. and apart from the sort of prints that I, I do for people. Um, and... You know, it, it, it's interesting to create something physical, you know, like a book. Yes. Um, it's actually very exciting because of that. Um, you know, because I've had work out there, but it's somehow not the same having it in the digital world. That's you know, right. out on uh, social media or on your website or the rest of it. Having actually a physical book just feels very different. Yes. Are people so surprised when they hear that you're colorblind? Uh, <laughs> those that are close to me, no, no, um, no. But yeah, I mean, in the in the sort of photographic, I guess, community, you know, um, obviously, I have a bias towards black and white, but mm-hmm. it's sort of a forcing function of uh, of not really seeing color at all well. Sure. Um, and you know, early on in my sort of photographic career. You know, my first sort of apprenticeships were in dark rooms doing color printing, and it became pretty apparent then that, you know, that <laughs> that wasn't viable given my, uh, <laughs> you know, deficiency in, uh, and confusion in colors. So, you know, it, I, I don't know any different, but um, I think people are surprised by that, yes. What led you to that apprenticeship? Well, you know, photography to me was my first sort of, passion um you know and it's the classic you know hobby that i started in my early teens that i'd mess around with plate cameras and you know and then that sort of transposed into you know into my first sort of career um and i i worked in a dark room and then for a number of photographers as an assistant and came through the sort of classic apprenticeship thing but on really large sort of technical plate cameras uh, at the time, so I, I really learned, you know, the absolute basics of photography as it was then. You know, it was a long time ago. I will say that, you know, uh, and it was really, um, you know, a uh, basic film type 
uh, photography. But I was I was absolutely fascinated with it. Um, you know, largely because you could create. You you were in control of things. Yes. And um, you know, my my elder brother, um, you know, was a very talented musician and a very talented uh, artist. And, you know, I sadly had none of those talents. So it was also, (laughs) you know, it was also an outlet to, um, you know, be able to um, do something from an artistic point of view that, you know, wasn't wasn't drawing or uh, any of that kind of uh, stuff. So, you know, that, that was that was that was part of the reason I think I was attracted to photography. I wanted to share something with you. When I was in college at Syracuse, I, I asked if I could do a project instead of a paper. I wasn't a great student when it came to tests. And yeah. so I took uh, photos. My dad let me borrow his um, camera, and I took photos of the crew team because I rode the first year, and then after I didn't. All right. yeah. And so I was zooming in on the oars going in the water, and then I synced them to music, and I compared <laughs> the presentation as... Um, as like a video display versus images. And the people enjoyed the images more than seeing it mm. as a video. And I don't know. I think because you can pause and you can just take it all in, all the details with the photos. And I, I just feel like it was more captivating. It, it, it always has been for, for me. And it, it's a sort of forcing function to me, photography, uh, early on, and then as I've returned to it later, you know, later on in life, particularly, you know, I have a sort of super busy corporate life mm-hmm. in, a, in a technology world. And it's just such a great contrast and change to me because it it slows me down. It, it, it makes me sort of stand and stare mm-hmm. uh, and, and appreciate things around you that, you'd normally take for granted and then you know as i look for compositions and you know it it just really helps you slow down and appreciate things that you know if you're doing video or you're you're just you know doing touristy stuff or you're looking at nice places you know it doesn't work as well for me i i have to be slowed down sure (laughs) Yes. That makes sense. Yes. Well, and I feel that the power of seeing your work as an art exhibit, too, is so captivating because people can just stare again at the focus on the details and be very mindful and, you know, have a moment of pause in their life. And I, you know, back to this thing on the, I think color plays a part in that to me, meaning that I always see things in black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, just just uh, what I do. And I see things, you know, color to me is a distraction. And I think particularly when you look at a lot of imagery today, particularly photography mm-hmm. and social media, it's very dominated by highly saturated, exaggerated colors, for want of a better description. Yes, sure. Because, that, because that's what attracts people in the short term, you know, bright, shiny colors and... and, and you know, my sort of way I look at things is sort of the antithesis of that, really. It's sort of, 
looks at the actual form of what I'm focused on without the distraction of colors, if that makes sense. No, it and does. So, it does, because it's like an illusion. It's the form. It's like an illusion. You know, the color is an illusion, and you're, the black and white is exactly how it is. You know, I, I, that's honestly how I, I, I think about it. And, you know, it gives you an intensity to focus on the subject, and you see the subject without distractions. And I always try, and when I... When I envision an image, really focus on the subject and, and sort of blot out the other things around it. And, and I actually, interestingly, I use a lot of very old fashioned techniques to do that. Uh, you know, long exposures, for example. A lot of my, without getting technical, you know, a lot of my exposures are minutes. And what that does is it, it evens out things like the sky or the sea or whatever. And so you just look at what the subject is without the distraction of crazy colored clouds or, you know, um, rough seas. And, you know, it, it just sort of, I try and distill things down to the, the subject matter and, and take the distractions away. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, so tell me about, uh, why you're donating your book sales to uh, breast, the Breast Cancer Alliance? You know, I, I think at this stage in my career, my life, it's it's you know my it's great to rediscover photography again, and I, and it's been great for me to get a little balance. You know, since uh, since we've been empty nesting, I had a little more time, mm-hmm. um, and I, I focus back on photography, and that's been very rewarding to me and. You know, I, I guess to answer your question, it combines two things. One is sort of philanthropy. Um, and, you know, like, unfortunately, like a lot of families, you know, we've been touched by uh, breast cancer. Um, and so, you know, it's very personal uh, for me and my and my family. And, you know, just helping, you know, support and give back to uh, breast cancer research and alliance and helping folks. So the Breast Cancer Alliance particularly, they do, you know, fund, you know, innovative research and programs, but also, you know, help folks, that, you know, from an underserved point of view through the, 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 the process that unfortunately they have to go through as well. So, you know, it's a way of sort of combining two passions, if you will, uh, Janine, you know, the... Um, it's sort of a bit reverse, I mean, because normally, you know, art has always been the benefactor of, of philanthropy, but it's sort mm-hmm. of, you know, it's sort of a nice inversion, if you will, um, to be able to use sort of art to help support a good cause. That's great. That's it's, it's a very good cause, you know. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Gary Smith, also known as G.B. Smith, about his stunning new book called Pathways, which comes out November 7th. And uh, the book features several of Smith's recent multi-award winning images, and the curation reflects the simplicity and uncluttered form of his distinctive black and white style. Are there specific images in the book that you think, those are my favorites? (laughs) (laughs) It's very difficult to have favorites amongst children. It's like children, yes. (laughs) But, but, (laughs) uh, yeah, you know, some of them are... It's a fairly eclectic range, as you say, of, of imagery, all the way from sort of very modern Frank Gehry-type architectural stuff, which I love, by the way. I just love that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
all the way through to more classic, you know, landscape images of, you know, the southern New Zealand. Um, and a lot of industrial um, industrial type imagery as well, which I think, you know, if I were to say my favorite sort of stuff that I love to do uh, outside of the bookends of landscape yes. and, um, and architecture is really... I guess you'd call it sort of, in some ways, sort of industrial decay. Um, I'm mm. fascinated by that, like old piers that aren't used anymore yes. or um, old warehouses or buildings that, you know, and I grew up, you know, I grew up, and I, and I think that's because of the nostalgia of where I grew up. I grew up in Birmingham in England, um, which was the sort of center of the last real industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, by the time I sort of came through, it was a lot of coal mining and steel works, and they were all in decline. But I was just, I get drawn to those kinds of uh, the vestiges of, of that previous industrial revolution, I would say, and I, I, the old piers and stuff like that. And, you know, I live, I live close to Baltimore, you know, which was a very successful marine uh, trading uh, city. Sure. And so some of the old vestiges and some of the images that are in the book are actually from, you know, the maritime old um, imagery that's still around there that's not used anymore. So, you know, it's a, it might be a bit of a, uh, you know, a strange fascination, but I, I do get drawn to that stuff. That's great. By the way, congratulations, because I was reading that you won three consecutive gold medals uh, in Paris for different categories, from architecture, fine art, and nature. It's amazing. No, thank you. I, um, you know, it's, it's always nice to, <laughs> when you put stuff out there, and, you know, it's stuff that, that obviously, you know, is dear to me, and I, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy doing it. It's just great to get. You know, because it's it's great to get some kind of validation, but whatever it is you do, right? Yes. Um, and so that was, was very, um, very, very pleasing. But I, uh, you know, the real love of it is is just the being out there and the creative uh, opportunity that that provides. And mm-hmm. you know, it it drives me out there uh, um, to places that I wouldn't go to you sure. know otherwise sure. um and see things you know back to our earlier point you know even around areas of, of industrial baltimore that you know you would not normally go <laughs> um and it just you know broadens your horizon and, and forces you to stop and stare well uh, this is my next question leading into that uh or from that so here in the past few years, people have really struggled with their mental health. Would you say that right. this, uh, this you know, journey for you has really helped you throughout your lifetime turn to something that keeps you buoyant when life is rocky? Absolutely. Um, it, it, you know, and I think it's provided a great balance me, you know, from my the all-consuming corporate world that, uh, you know, people get wrapped up in. And I think it's so important now, and hopefully people appreciate it even more from the pandemic and all the rest of it, is, you know, for you to perform 
at a corporate point of view and be the most effective you can be, you need balance in your life. Um, And, you know, this, you know, for me and everybody else, has a different way of providing balance and outlets and those kinds of things. For me, this is, you know, it's so different from what I do in my corporate world in many ways. Um, it, it, it provides a nice balance and outlet. And when I get back into the corporate world, I, I come back refreshed. And I often come back with a lot of new ideas that I've done while I've been walking out and hiking in the middle of nowhere. You sure. know, things come to you when you're not expecting when it. you're not <laughs> trying or focused on them and just let your mind take a more natural sort of view to things. And I, I think it's so important for people's mental health. I think hopefully, you know, the, the, the stigma around getting balance in your life is one that's diminished because of the issues of pandemic. And I know in, our, in my own corporate world, I, you know, push my colleagues and, and everybody that I work with to, you know, take some time. That's good. Because... You're going to go and do a better job generally anyway if you're in a better state of mental health. You bet. You know, it's just, I profoundly believe that. What do you do for your corporate job? I um, am the CEO of a a, a corporate uh, technology company, a company called Sienna, and we provide a lot of the uh, infrastructure for the Internet backbone around the world. Um, so uh, all the technology that goes over the networks that provides the scaling for the internet and video, etc. So it's a global business. Um, That's great. And I've, I've been CEO for over two decades. Fortunate enough to be CEO of this company for over two decades. Incredible. And you know, it's 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 all in the it's helping create the digital world. You know, we've just sure. talked about a very physical book. Yes. And uh, <laughs> again, it's sort of the antithesis of that. But um, one thing I would say about sort of commonality of approach is that, and I look at an image and I try and distill things down to the essence of what I'm trying to do. And I think from a business point of view, you know, I try and do that as well. You know, in the world of the complex, to try and distill and prioritize down what's important. Mm-hmm is, you know, I think increasingly difficult in in today's age. But, you know, I think things like this kind of mindfulness where you take time helps with that. Yes. Well, I would imagine this conversation will inspire people to not just focus on, um, you know, a linear life. Having a non-linear life, I believe, is so rewarding. And and not Mm. just having that job, but having something outside of work to balance your mental well-being, really. Yes. Yeah. And I, you know, people call it work-life balance. And I think, listen, I think if you love what you do, it's a classic cliche, right? It's mm-hmm. not work. And, and, you know, and I'm, I'm one of fortunate. I love what I do from a work point of view. But I know that I'm better at it because I've got this kind of balance in my, in my life. Yes. Well, you know, I can use the example. I tell people if I don't, exercise, if I don't move my body, if I don't eat well, I don't take care of my mind, body, and soul, I'm not going to be effective in the work I need to do. Exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, from a health point of view, you know, mental health we talked about, I think physical health, I mean, you know, just exercise, you know, do what you can, even, you know, walking. 
just makes such a difference if it you sure can does. try and, and get those kinds of things in, in sync, um, you know, not over-rotate on, on any one of them. But I think, you know, if you, the other benefit about what I do is very often I'm, you know, have to hike a lot with a big backpack. So, you know, that actually is quite a... That's a <laughs> I workout. I get two things done at once, right? <laughs> I get the house, That's I get the good. walk. And I get the uh, the lifting and the health piece, and I also get the mental health piece. So it's a you know it's a double win for me. That's fantastic. Anything else you'd like listeners to take away from our conversation? No, I, I think you know when people think about photography and, and art and the rest of it, there's so much great imagery now because of you know the democratization of photography with 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 you know iPhones and the rest of it and. You know, folks talk about, you know, photography and what's the best images and all the rest of it. And they just say, you know, what? Are, how do you do that? What are the rules? There are no rules to it. And that's the great thing about art. Yes. Um, and, you know, I just encourage people to pursue their balance in life. Fantastic. I want to mention that you can learn more about Gary Smith, also known as G.B. Smith, by visiting gbsmith.com. And you can follow him on Instagram at g.b.smith.photography. Thank you so much for calling in, and congratulations on your wonderful book. Thank you, Janine. I enjoyed chatting with you. You too. Take care. Be well. Take care. Bye-bye. If you missed any part of this conversation, it will be up as a podcast within an hour or so after I wrap. And again, the show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We'll take a little break, and then we will be back. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.